Hey guys, before we jump into the show this week, just a quick heads up. Andrew and I were guests on Sex with Timory, a Philadelphia-based podcast with Dr. Timory Schmidt. We had a great time. It was really funny. And you can find that at sexwithtimory.com or on whatever podcast app you like. So check us out there. It was about uh, two weeks ago. Really fun, and uh, we think you'll enjoy it. Oh, by the way, we spoil passengers in this episode. Welcome to Dissecting the 80s. I am Trip Lano, one half of the Mega Podcasting Powers. And with me, as always, is my tag team partner, a man who you might call in to install an artificial heart in a salamander or a newt, but never for a job as big as King Kong, the Macho Mandrew. Andrew Lano. And that's a lot of faith in me. It's <laughs> a lot of faith. Uh Every other week on this podcast, we dissect the weird, wild, wacky, and wonderful of the 1980s. This week, we watched King Kong Lives from 1986. So you know what that means. We gotta go back. We gotta go dissect the 80s. It's your artificial heart. Something's gotta be done about your artificial heart. When the mega powers explode. I'm talking about the 80s. Great Scott. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. So, there's a new King Kong movie out in theaters right now. I think it's called King Kong no. Returns? I thought it was Return to Kong Island. There it is, yeah. King Kong Skull Return Island. to Skull Island, yes, yes. Um... So we wanted to play around with a very different King Kong sequel, this one starring Linda Hamilton and fake Indiana Jones. I didn't uh, know Linda Hamilton was in this. Did you tell me that when you picked it? I don't remember. Because I love her, but I feel like she doesn't do a lot. What I Other than Terminator 2, what do you know her from that makes you say you love her? Did I say love? It could be just that. Did I say you love? Did. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. I, love is strong. Um, okay. Everything I've, everything <laughs> like, I've seen of her, I really like enjoy. I kind of feel like... She is where Chloe Grace Moritz will be in about 40 years. Interesting. Cause like, I feel like Chloe has already had a more interesting career than Linda Hamilton, probably. No, but I mean, like, how for me, Chloe Moritz kind of always, not in a bad way, but like has a very specific character set she plays very well. Ah, okay, okay, like, okay. Strong, I strong, powerful yep. lady who's kind of pretty. Okay. Yeah, I like Linda Hamilton. I just like I know her from Terminator Two and that Beauty and the Beast television show that I've seen like an episode of. So I was like, and, ter- oh, that's and a- Terminator One. Yeah, but mostly <laughs> I know her from like I've seen Terminator. I've seen Terminator Two like a lot of times, like that's- probably fifty times. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So, uh, the other weird thing with this movie is it literally starts the moment the old the first movie ends and they're ten no, years apart. Don't say, is, don't say it starts the minute it ends. It starts well, that's, that's what five I was minutes to. before the end of the last one. <laughs> yes, that is we get what I was real in media to. res here. Because <laughs> well, I thought I was, I was deeply I, confused. I thought I had like a bad stream or something. Because like, <laughs> I, I, I thought there was that's something fine. wrong with like the video file I had. Because I was like, oh, is this did it skip to the end? Like, no, it's still. It says it's an hour and forty five minutes. So like, I don't know what the hell. Like, okay. <laughs> 
Uh, and I have like in my mind the first thing I ever really saw and loved Jeff Bridges in is The Big Lebowski. So that's like stock Jeff Bridges. So when you go to young baby face Jeff Bridges, it really throws me off. Right. And so I almost didn't recognize him. And I'm like, wait, Jeff Bridges is in this? Wait, isn't that Jessica Lang? What are we doing here? What is happening? See, I couldn't tell if it was actual them. Okay, I I wonder too because I did not go back and watch because King Kong. From I know 76. Jessica Lang, like real well ever since she got her resurgence with Ryan through Ryan Murphy. Yeah, and I was like, that is not Jessica Lang. I don't think what it do was mean? actually her. I think they you just think- reshot it. Oh no, I think it was like footage from the first one. Really? Yeah, you think this is like a Crispin Glover situation? I don't think in in in, in I don't think for any sort of malicious purposes, but yeah, I do. Oh, no, I, I got the impression this was either unused takes from the first movie that they could use for cheap, or they just replayed the ending and paid them a little bit of money. Well, they, But it was a strange situation because it was literally 10 years apart. And there, there's no acknowledgement of that. Okay, no, it does no. say uncredited archive footage. So Okay, so that's what it would be then, yeah. But it's a weird move to make because you get your audience coming out for your King Kong movie, and you show them the one from 10 years ago, and then you don't do anything with those characters, like nothing. Yeah, it felt like a cheap grab. Yeah, absolutely. Because everyone knows the story of King Kong. King Kong. Like we know he climbed the tower with the lady in his hand, and he hit a plane yes. and he fell. Like we know that story. Yeah. It's like telling the yeah. Peter Parker story. Like we get it. We get it. <laughs> yeah. And and so it's interesting because that was a proper remake. It, they just took the 1933 movie and remade it 40-some-odd years later with new technology. Uh, and then, you know, another 40, 30 years later, they did that again, 2005, with Peter Jackson. Uh, and now I guess we're getting the 10 years on sequel from the Peter Jackson movie. So it is a weird circular thing that's happening between these movies that I didn't put together until those words came out of my mouth yeah, just now. Yeah, that is weird that, that yeah, sequel, like King Kong sequels can't happen close to each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's really weird that they're there for like two minutes, and then we immediately jump off to a lab where King Kong is under sedation and, and laying there, and we know he's alive, you can see he's breathing, but there's like a team of scientists working on him. And it's a real fun ape ICU. Say, oh, yes, it absolutely is. Um, it's just, uh, it looks like an airplane hangar that they just so kind of threw This some movie shit has in. like a weird level of charm to me. Because it's it's real bad. Like, it's really not a good movie, guys. But they use dudes in suits to play the gorillas, and so it's green screens and miniatures. And this movie feels to me so much like, and I apologize if this is a reference it's not going to land for you guys, but I know it's going to land for Andrew. So when you go to Universal Studios or Disney World down in Florida, there's these, like, stunt shows. And then at Universal, there's a lot of rides that are essentially, like, hey, we're going to take you into a movie set and show you what it's like. And it feels like that all over the place in this movie for me. It where really does. <laughs> like, it feels like the backlot tour at a theme park, and you're watching them, air quotes, make a movie. Like the Indiana while... Jones stunt spectacular sort of thing. Exactly, exactly. Like, uh I'm jumping ahead a little bit here, but there's a scene in, in a minute where there's like a big giant gorilla hand that kind of swats at a human and you get the sense of scale of the big ape hand versus the humans and the guys like running from it. And it just, it feels so much like when they have Indiana Jones run from the styrofoam ball at, at the stunt spectacular or, or what have you, or the one that sprang to mind uh, immediately for me is a ride that I think 
is called Disaster Now, yes. and it used to be called Earthquake, but it, 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 you get on like a little tram, and it, it has you know what floods and fire, and the roof falls down and all that stuff. But it's like very obviously a ride that's made to look like a movie set, and that's what all the sets in this look like. It looks like someone's version of a movie set. So the Confrontation ride in Universal Studios yeah, Florida yeah, yeah, yeah. isn't there anymore. But I was like, how did... Because that the ride is based on the seventies movie, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was, and I'm watching this. I'm like, yeah, this is a really shitty movie that nobody really knows. But how is this scene with all the explosions and the and the apes in the warehouse that happens like thirty minutes later with Kong and Lady Kong? Right. Spoiler alert. I was like, how is this not in the ride? Like, how was the how is it not like, oh, we're yeah, you're gonna you're gonna get to watch, you know, Lady Kong for the first time ever, and you know, don't worry, King Kong is tucked safe away, and then boom, he breaks in, and that's like that should have been the ride. Yeah, that would have been dope as hell. You're absolutely right. That would even though this movie is terrible, that absolutely should have been the basis of the ride. Yeah, you could. Although two giant gorillas feels like a lot for Universal at the time. Oh, that would have been very expensive, yes. Uh, it also feels like this movie is intending to launch other sequels, although I'll, let's it wait and get to that. It felt real uh, <laughs> franchisey. Yeah, and which is undeservedly something... so. <laughs> well, that's definitely sure. But we don't feel a lot of franchise... In the decade that we cover here, it happens a little bit, but there's definitely less... Every movie is trying to spawn nine movies, which is an overt thing that happens every time you go to the movies now these and days. And books, too. Yeah, yeah, same deal. It's like, we can't make one movie, we need to make nine. And so it was weird to see them clearly trying to do that kind of thing here. But uh, let's let's circle back and, and do some, some plot work here. So uh, I thought that they were studying the, a corpse of King Kong, because I had no idea what the plot for this. Oh, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't watch a trailer. Yeah. Okay, I had no idea what the plot of this movie was. I didn't. I didn't even watch a trailer. I just said, "All right, it's kind of ho- it's known as a hokey movie, and it's directly King Kong related. Let's do it. We'll tie into that thing coming out." And uh, I was like, "Wait, are they gonna do like they they pulled his DNA and they like cloned him or something?" And I thought they just had a corpse in this room for ten years. And I was like, "Wait a minute, guys, that is not what happens to a corpse if it lays out for a decade. Like this should be gross. There should be flies everywhere, and it should be disgusting." But no, he's he's alive. He's alive. The fall didn't crush his giant giant bones. Like the sheer mass of himself didn't just disintegrate. Yeah, if ever if ever a movie called for a true and proper bag of soup fall from a building, it's King Kong. He's so big and he falls from the Empire State Building, he should be a bag of monkey soup. It should ew. Ew. <laughs> it should have been like the molasses flood that killed all those people in that in that one history thing that I know of, but with soup. It should have been a whole city block washed away with soup. Oh, that's really disgusting. You know what I meant, though. Um, <laughs> oh, I did. I did. It was graphic and terrible. And, and I'm um, so confused. Like this movie, people are like people are like running in terror from this like wall of stuff coming it's like, at them. It's like, like The Shining. <laughs> where it's starting it's like to curl bits. on itself <laughs> and it's like bits of fur and like a, a, a fingernail a are tooth. just like in it yeah so you know that it's king kong just like pieces of him <laughs> a banana floats by on top <laughs> perfect there it is um this movie does so much like 
let's give you a plot, but we're not going to explain it very well, and it's going to be full of holes. <laughs> so it's like, you just yeah. go with something simpler. Because she's like, well, his heart isn't the problem. It beats like a Swiss army. It goes like a Swiss army knife or whatever. It's his blood that's the problem. Swiss watch probably is what she was saying. I don't care. <laughs> and frankly, neither did the movie. That's true. Because I was like, well, what's wrong with his... So he doesn't have blood, so he needs an artificial heart because his heart works perfectly? Yeah. No, see, I thought it was... I thought that the dialogue was trying to say that his heart was failing, but they couldn't do the operation without more blood. Like, he didn't have enough blood in his body somehow. Like, they were going to need to do a transfusion. Well, he probably lost the blood when he fell off the building. That I get. Right, but, like, I'm I'm not a very smart person when science is involved but if you give blood your body regenerates it and that's good for all biological creatures like yes. you don't just like lose blood and then they're like well you're you're done like you get there's, there's not like so a much finite blood number <laughs> your body gets t- 10 pints when you start and then like you give blood three times we're like i'm sorry you're you're fresh out you're dead now so he, so he should have been regenerating blood but i think it was they were afraid to do the surgery with how much he would lose during the surgery but like why do they have to do surgery if his heart worked perfectly i don't get it i i don't i don't understand that part but i thought she was trying to say that the heart wasn't was was like was dying oh okay that was again unclear first of many well and then it it cuts immediately from king kong like lying there strapped down to a floor to these guys building what looks like a one person submarine or for a small raising spaceship. the Titanic. Yeah. Flight of the Navigator. <laughs> yes. That's a really good one. It's like weird bits of metal and plastic and it's like hanging up and these guys, these two men in, in lab coats and you know scrubs are like poking at it. And she's like, is it ready yet? And they're like, Oh, a few more days. And it doesn't, it doesn't look like anything. Like, I don't, I, I don't know if everyone just knew what an artificial heart looked like in 1986. And we have lost that. But if you showed I doubt me, like, it. I could, yeah, <laughs> I highly doubt that's the that's the case. Uh, but yeah, I was like, is that? I don't, am I supposed to know what that? Like, why am I supposed to know what that is? I don't. I don't understand why that's just supposed to be something that I'm familiar with. But I, I guess have a we're feeling that the the studio just had like a, an alien spaceship lying around, and they were like, whatever, <laughs> just reuse that prop. They're like, hey, put make it white instead of green, and it's now it's a heart. Go, yeah. keep the silver. It's cool. But but here's the other thing, and we talk about this a lot on this show. How on earth was there a pitch meeting where somebody was like, all right, I got you King Kong sequel. He needs a new heart. Also, there's going to no, be like- a, a lot of scenes <laughs> of him falling in love. <laughs> we got King Kong. We got Lady Kong. They're falling in love. He's getting a heart operation. Maybe there's a baby in Act 3 for no reason. Maybe that's where it goes. I don't know. And they're like, yep, sold. Can you give me... Wait, one condition. Can you give me shitty Indiana Jones and uh, kind of like a vague knockoff of Ripley, but yeah. not nearly as entertaining? Can you give me both of those things in the movie? Okay, good. Make the movie. And then someone was like, like what? can Lady Kong wear a bow? And they were like, that's idiot. Get out of here. <laughs> How are we going to tell them apart? I but was like, shocked that they didn't that do something It's that stupid of a that. movie. I'm genuinely shocked that they didn't give her a bow or a skirt or something that says I, she's a lady. I, a thousand percent. I, I was stunned that she didn't have a, some stupid piece of costuming. You're absolutely – I 100% agreed. I was flabbergasted that they didn't do that. But just like how did – like the appeal of King Kong is – 
oh my gosh, it's a giant ape monster destroying a city. It's a big monster movie. That's the appeal of it. That's like, it. It's Godzilla. It, it, it's King Kong. It's yeah. It's its yeah, own thing. It's a, it, yeah, and it has a little bit of heart in it too. Like the the whole you know that the the ape really has a capacity for love, and it's it's not just a big Beauty scary monster. The is the point of that story? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So how do you go from that story to well now there's a lady Kong and he wants to bone because that's what the plot of this movie is. It's it is, and these actors playing apes are no Andy Circus. I have no, taken for granted. Andy Serkis, and I didn't realize it until I saw this movie. Well, the other, the crazy thing is the guy who played Kong in this is like the ape guy until Andy Serkis. Really? Yeah, yeah. How he was he, like the guy. How did he let all this go? Like, uh, I don't know. The fact that they were just falling in love like humans do, just like looking like humans. Yeah, I mean, on some level, I imagine that, you know, they're primates, so there's going to be some similarity in how they interact with each other. But, like, if you superimpose, like, I don't know, Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence over the, over their faces, it would look <laughs> okay. like a scene out of a, some stupid rom-com or that yeah, other that, that dumb... Yeah, that shitty space movie. That, yeah, the, the, shitty, worth... the shitty space movie where he's, like, kind of a, he's kind of a creep and, like, kind of a... Uh, not kind of a creep. He's a straight-up fucking murderer, from what I understand. Yeah, Spoilers he, for like, he, Interstellar from, Passengers, whatever the fuck that's called. From what I understand, he, like, wakes her up because he doesn't want to be lonely and she's pretty. Yeah. Which feels real... Yeah, it... I don't know the word for it, but it's not a good word. Yeah, it feels pretty rapey, is what it feels like. It feels pretty, pretty gross. Stockholmy. It's just not none. None of them yeah. are good words. Yeah. And the excuse in that movie, we're just ruining a movie that oh. people are like, we're just like, oh, by the way, we spoil passengers in this episode. I'll I haven't even seen Passengers. <laughs> well, I I read about it. They're like, you won't believe how fucking stupid this movie is. And I was like, okay, I'll buy that. I'll click your link. And click then I was bait, like, wait worked. a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like. Well, but it's okay in the end because she falls in love with him. What? No, no not that's okay. Super not okay. No, that isn't that's super. Not no, okay. That's not love. Super duper. That's not super. Love. Not okay. Super bad. Anyway, this is enough about passengers. We're here to talk about King Kong. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but my point still stands. No, I, I I'm with you. It's a valid point. And then it, it's one of those great like. The guy, you clearly know the screenwriter was like sitting back, like patting himself on the back, like nailed it, Jerry. And Linda Hamilton looks at one guy and is like, there's only one thing that can save King Kong. So she goes, there's only one thing that can save King Kong, a miracle, or also this movie, which it's about that. That's what the movie's about, by the way. And then we smash cut to Borneo in a beautiful lush forest. Where we get no introduction to who we're following, no idea what he's doing, or anything about who we're following at this moment. There's no name. There is no motivation. There's no task. There's no objective. He just shows up walking a donkey, and we're supposed to just deal with it. <laughs> it's literally, hey, if we dress him like Indiana Jones, people will get it. It has to be. It's so lazy. Because he is. He's straight up wearing the leather coat and the like, the tan button-down, you know, khaki shirt. I mean, it's just we'll make him look like Indiana Jones. Yes. People will get it. Stop thinking so hard. Okay, so here I have a question. We're gonna jump ahead to. Scoop up a point. Okay. So he's clearly an egregious, like, shitty Indiana Jones. Like, yes. at the Halloween store, he's called, like, state-named adventurer. Yeah. 
treasure hunting treasure hunting hat man professor yeah treasure professor, hunting hat, professor, professor treasure hunting hat man yes <laughs> is and like egregiously so is it excusable because they acknowledge it later in the film what then they call him indiana jones yes um or does it just make it bad because then you like you know it was bad when you wrote it and you still wrote it like you i i i I defer to our one of our commandments of stop reminding me i'm not watching a better movie i agree i agree with that (laughs) which this movie has like four of that we'll cover as we go through it felt Um, a lot like they took elements of jaws 3d yes they were like we saw that movie movie. we're just gonna like take (laughs) chunks of that toss it in make a stew Sure does. Monkey soup uh, is I'm part kinda shark, su- apparently. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised that this wasn't in 3D, to be honest with you. It oh, was the right for year sure. for it. And this is like the right piece of Linda shit Hamilton to be Hamilton was 3D. probably like, no. <laughs> That's like a lot more work. I'm not in for it. Yeah. No one else in the film was like, okay, I'll do that. And Linda Hamilton was like, no. Like, just no. <laughs> I also, um, just while we're talking about stuff in the movie, one of the actors in this got, and the, the I saw this in three different places, so I assume the, the nugget of the story is true, although the value is different on all of them, mm-hmm. but he apparently got a residuals check for like a dime or three less. Cents. Like, see, I saw three cents, I saw tw- 10 cents, I saw 14 okay. cents, like they're all, all over the map with the amount of money, but like he got a residual check for much less than a quarter, we'll say, safely, uh, and instead of cashing it framed it which i feel like is the correct move yeah like i would that. totally 100%. i stand behind that yeah um so yeah we're in borneo with fake indiana jones and he is leading a donkey and he's like all right time to take a break and he ties the donkey to a tree and goes and just lays down on a pile of leaves it looks like sure after he picks up a snake to show that he's cool yeah oh yeah you gotta have a cool guy snake um and then it's oh jk it's not It's not a nappy place. That is actually a giant gorilla. Whoa. (laughs) And he runs from the hand, which is very fake looking. It's really bad. Like, it feels like theme park level. Yeah. Which is when I started feeling that. That's what I talked Mm -hmm. about already. Like, this is the, the beginning of that feeling of like, what am I watching? Like, what is this? Because it's not just low budget. It's low budget in a very particular way. It's and it's weird tonally. It feels like yes. it feels like it's trying to lean into the B movie garbage, but also lean away from it. Right, right. Because that thing you brought up with the you know acknowledging that he's knockoff Indiana Jones is like a weird meta thing that you would think would be you know purposeful, but it really isn't. It doesn't feel like it accomplishes anything. No, it's a throwaway line. It doesn't. It's it's not like he says like one guy says it to him, quoting Linda Hamilton's character. So it's not right. even said directly to him. Right. Right. Um, and then so he goes running away from the Lady Kong. Well, spoiler, it's Lady Kong. Uh, and here is the first of like I, an incountable number of times that they just don't understand the scale of things. Because these guys have blowguns, which are about six feet long, and they're shooting darts out of them. And when they show the darts impacting King Kong, they are like six feet long. They're like javelins in King Kong's yeah. chest, or Lady Kong's chest, rather. That's not how, like, no. No, an air compressor couldn't shoot that out of that. No. Like, that's impossible. The blow dart would be, like, the size that you'd barely see them on Lady Kong. Because you they'd be three inches long. Yeah. And so it's these, like, huge javelins that hit her in the chest. There's, like, 20 of them. And then she goes down like a bag of hammers. And they're like, oh, we, we, we knocked her out. We KO'd Lady Kong. And it's like, what? 
no one thought about this because there's a million errors of scale in this movie of the, the size just, of the gorilla. They should have just been throwing like like throwing spears, like poison tip yeah. spears. Just throw those. Yes. Yeah, they they would have been much easier to have them all throw them off screen and then back on. And that's the other thing I kind of like about the movie is they really try to avoid putting humans in the frame with the the, the King Kongs because, because they're humans in, in <laughs> costumes. Right. And so there's a lot of people looking up and to the left and then cutting to King Kong looking down and to the right or Lady Kong looking down to the right and then cutting back to up and to the left and then cutting back down to the right. And it's just really silly. Like children making a movie. Yeah. Yeah. And then so he calls the people because I get so here's my thing. He would just yeah. stumbled upon a lady gorilla. He wasn't searching for one. Like he was not sent there. It by doesn't appear people. to be. It doesn't appear to I'm me. I'm so like, why was he there? What was he doing? And and if if we knew that King Kong existed, wouldn't we have sent further search parties in to find other King Kongs? You would think. Like that would you would think they wouldn't go. Well, clearly there's just one of this animal. Like that's never happened with any animal ever. No, that have, there's just been one. I'd like to tell you about an arc. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And I guess at all. I mean, I understand. I guess it's national news that like King Kong needs blood for his fake heart or something. I, I would think it would be national well, news because how does well, how else the, does he know to contact them? Well, here's the thing. I wondered they the way they play it, and I almost wondered if King Kong being in Atlanta, at the Atlanta Institute, which is where that fake center is, was like a secret or something. Oh, maybe it was. Because, I mean, later when we see the media, I guess it isn't, but it, the way that it's set up in the first chunk of this movie is like, well, do people know about this? Because you'd think that, like, for example, PETA or somebody would not be super pleased that we found one of a creature and have kept it under gurney lock for a decade. Has it actually been a decade? Does it say? I don't remember there being a timestamp. I, I, I think it says, I think it says a year later. So maybe I'm wrong about the 10 years. Maybe it was only one year. I I don't they again doesn't say right, uh, and then the other thing that's really fun during this this um, back and forth negotiation about purchasing Lady Kong is we can't oh, it's a woman we can't bring a woman in here he won't be able to help himself oh boy this is fun but Linda Hamilton says that as a scientist I kn- I know like, but that's in the movie <laughs> it's also that he has a bad heart and like again with it's like Viagra. <laughs> Like, don't take this if you're taking. Don't bring a woman in if you're having nitrates for chest pains. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> and they're like, Linda Hamilton, you're a woman. Shut up. Yeah. Uh, so they buy Lady Kong for like fifty grand or some preposterously it's, low amount of money. I may, I, I was like, hang on, is this is like eighties money. Like, there's no way eighties money that counted it like that. No, I. I mean, I, I was expecting a. Six figure? I was expecting a number. Yeah, six figure deal at minimum, if not in the millions, for another King Kong. Like, yeah, you'd think that would cost some money. And also, they put her on a plane. How? Like, How? What How? plane? <laughs> what magic helicarrier? <laughs> the first the, you couldn't put a you couldn't put a King Kong on the shield helicarrier from no. the Avengers. Like that's too small for a King Kong. In the first movie, they have a boat like the size of the Titanic, and it barely fits the King Kong. And now you're putting it in a plate. That's impossible. I'm sorry. That's it, impossible. It's, 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 uh, no. And like, I'm like, so at one point, it looks as though when you go to IKEA and you get a a shelf, and you realize it's too small, 
that's too big for your car, so the trunk stays open as you drive. That's what it looks like. It looks like the cargo yeah. bay stayed open while they flew because her yeah. feet were too big. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they then they land. Said, Deal with it. <laughs> they 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 got that like twine you can get from the box in the front of the Home Depot, and yeah. they just like wrapped it around and around and around and around, and we're like, it's good enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, I, I think it'll hold, man. I think it's fine. Just don't just go, go that fast. Don't go too fast. <laughs> don't accelerate hard. Uh, so they land and they wake up Lady Kong from her slumber, and she's kind of like flirting with fake Indiana Jones. It's and, weird. Uh, it's just like off the bat, like I don't like you, but we're gonna flirt because it's a movie. No, no, no. The girl, the the Lady Kong flirts with Indiana. Oh, Jones. sorry. I thought you said Linda Hamilton. <laughs> Linda Hamilton also does momentarily, but first the monkey does it, and there's a guy who's like, "I think she's sweet on you. You better watch out." And I was excited because I thought we were gonna do like a gender swap, King Kong. You kind and we kind of do for a second, but it's not enough to yeah. to, to matter. Like no. it, we needed more. Yeah, I was excited for that that prospect. Um, so they bring her in and they start to this blood transfusion. And again, the problems with scale, like they, the blood tubes they use to take blood from the Kongs are fire hose sized, like eight inches in diameter. And it's just so preposterous looking like it's so silly. It also looks like the room is full of the original IBM computer from NASA. Yes. Yes. It's like a bunch of those like spinning, like tape player like old recorder tape things and yeah real to real tapes what why why (laughs) oh and then the other part i love is the the actors are given props that are that are comically large size yeah so it's like here's a here's a a scalpel but it's the size of a weed whacker and like here's a here's a suction tube but it's the size of a refrigerator and you have to like ha- have this unwieldy thing. Well, I wrote, and it just, I wrote bef- like before this, cause I was like, Oh, they're going to operate on him. They're going to need like a surgical machete and a concrete yes. saw. And then yeah, yeah, what yeah. Did they pull out a concrete saw. <laughs> uh, so they cut a hole in King Kong's chest and with they, a bone with like, a giant concrete saw. It's like a weed whacker <laughs> with a rate with like a saw blade on the end. And that's yeah, the only cutting yeah. implement they used to get through his skin and bone. Why? <laughs> what? Well, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be real with you here. They do use saws to cut bones open. Yeah, but not skin. Like that's true. The saw is not the first. I tool thought she you had use. a giant. I thought she had a giant scalpel at one point. Did I make that up? No, there was, there was no like reach into her bag, pull out a scalpel that rests on her shoulder and goes down. Because <laughs> I, I think like, some this reason isn't, that this isn't the borrowers. Head. <laughs> that's what it is it's the borrowers doing surgery on king kong yeah they have and my favorite is the two people who have that like cotton swab on a stick to swab out blood and they're they're giant like, cotton ba- they're g- yeah. <laughs> giant cotton balls yeah their their cotton balls are, are like a large beach ball attached to the end of a weed whacker like it's just so silly looking. and they've got these great like squelchy sound effects for everything oh it's yeah just it's disgusting like- so they, they cut them open and they like, we get like a, a very long scene of surgery drama, which is just like, who, how is this, this a thing house. you think? <laughs> but like, again, who was like, I want to see more King Kong, but I don't want to watch him rampage through a city. I want to watch him fall in love and have surgery. 
I want a tense surgery thriller about King Kong getting a fucking heart transplant. Like, how is this a movie? How? How did they sterilize the crane? I have no idea. Because the crane goes in his chest. Like, like into his body. All the way in. It's like a crane game. It's 100% a crane game. There... There's a guy with two levers and headphones on so he can hear craning into King Kong's chest to lift his heart out after they cut him open. And how it's hundred percent a crane game. None of these are like there's no way that half the shit is sterile. So he <laughs> has an infection. He one hundred percent has machine grease inside him and he has an infection. <laughs> So they yank his heart out and they start bringing in the artificial heart. And they're like, again, with the surgery drama, there's like a scene where they're lowering it and one of the cables snaps. And it's like, I just like, how could anyone care about this? How could anybody it, be invested in this drama? It was painful. And then the scene ends with a commercial cut. Did you notice that? Yep. Yeah, it totally does. I had to double check. I was like, was this made for TV? No, it wasn't. Yeah, no. Yep. Yep. Um, so they get the, they get the artificial heart in him. Um, and so it cuts to this big party scene where people are like, you know, hooting and hollering, including a young black child waving a Confederate flag. Did you notice that? I certainly wrote Confederate flag. Gross. <laughs> it's a young black child. I didn't catch that. I tuned out when I saw the Confederate flag. It's right in the middle. Like, it's the most obvious thing in the whole frame is a Confederate flag. And it's a kid. who's just like jumping up and down with it. It's such a weird thing. So King Kong is alive. And, uh. He, like, comes to start stirring from his surgery, and they've moved Lady Kong to, like, a mile away, I think is the, the Too close. distance they keep saying. Too close yeah. is the distance. Yeah. Uh, but they think it's far enough, and he can smell her and then hear her, and they start, like, it's like Chewbacca noises yelling to each other as love calls. Although, I ima- like, that I kind of get, because pheromones are a very real thing, and, and I imagine when you're that size, you're probably, like, super pheromoned out. Oh, I had no problem with the, like, he can smell her a mile away. I thought that was actually kind of clever. My issue was the Chewbacca noises back and forth for, like, two minutes of movie time. There is way too much sad, wistful gorilla scenes. Like, there's too much B-roll of sad, wistful gorilla. (laughs) And the gorillas both cry in this movie. Like, actual big gorilla tears rolling down their dumb faces. Splashing on the ground and causing a tidal wave. (laughs) So as Kong wakes up and they have to like sedate him, one of the people who's helping take care of him calls him a horny son of a bitch, which I thought was kind of hilarious. I did too. Um, But I like that he was jumping up and down and the ground wasn't shaking a damn bit. Nope. And then nobody was falling over. But then he falls on the ground and the whole thing shakes. Yeah. No, not real consistent. Consistency. Uh, so they, they, yeah, they knock him out. They're like, add some, add some whatever, what medical word. And he just like falls down like a bag of dirt, shakes the thing. Uh, and then we get the romance between Linda Hamilton and fake Indiana Jones. Cause we have to have a love story in this movie. And he's like, in addition not, to the ape one, I'm not trying to hit on you. Yes, you are a hundred percent. No one has ever said, I'm not trying to hit on you and didn't follow it up by hitting it on you. That's a hundred percent. Just a thing. Just a thing that happens. It's this very, they decide they have to move her because he's going to like break out somehow. And they surround her with, are they bulldozers? Is that what they're called with the, yeah, they like all raise the buckets of the bulldozers and like surround her and like try and like scoop her up in a net. Like she's a fish in a bowl. Yeah. It's so, it doesn't make any sense. It's, it's, it's it's two big cranes that are trying to like wrap her in a net around her shoulders as these 
the the bulldozers coming by your feet. But here's the other problem I have. Okay. It's like roughly 30 minutes into this movie, and it's the third fucking scene where we're moving a giant animal. Like, why is this so prominent in this movie? Because there's not much else. If you take out, if you take out the surge, if you cut down the surgery to reasonable time, and you trim down all the animal movings, and you trim down the fucking romance plots, it's a yeah. twenty minute movie. No, it is. But I just don't understand how you watched King Kong, which is about a gorilla rampaging through New York, and we're like, you know, what we need in the sequel very little rampaging. Love. <laughs> um, but I. So at one point, the fake Indiana Jones is like, hey, you're going to blah, blah, blah. And the guy is who's like Lynn Hamilton's boss is like, calm down. We know what we're doing. What about the last film would lead us to believe that? Yeah. No, there's at definitely what point no point in the last film. Did you know what you were doing while well, he climbed the World Trade Center and smashed a, hel- a helicopter? Yeah, they definitely didn't know what they were doing even a little tiny bit. Uh, So she's all trapped in the net and then there's like a tremendous clash and we finally get some goddamn ape uh, rampaging and a lot of hand waving. Yeah. Well, a lot of hand waving, but King Kong punches his way through the roof of this place, which is just so cool where he breaks out of his own shackles, jumps up onto the bars, like the barred like sunroof. Of yeah, the case of the hangar he's in, it supports his weight. He then shatters one panel of the glass roof and walks across the other glass panels to get down. <laughs> it is pretty ridiculous. Like what, guys? <laughs> guys? And then th- this <laughs> hangar rips like tissue paper. It's like yeah, a, it's why like a feudal Japanese door. <laughs> why wouldn't he just punch through the wall of both of them? It doesn't make any sense. It's so it's garbage. almost like. It's almost like the guy who was playing the gorilla was like, hey, I could do a, a backflip if I hold the monkey bars. And they're like, all right, do that. Yeah. Can do a pull-up is on his special skills. <laughs> yeah. And then they have a really great dead-eye romantic look at each other through some cold, well, it, they, unfeeling doll eyes. They play like – well, they're humans in there. That's not the human – that's not human eyes. In some scenes, it kind of looks like it. Well, the one, the scene I'm referring to – is not human eyes. Okay. They are definitely they pl- doll dead eyes. They play like some swelling music underneath as these gorillas are like looking at it. It's like you close up, close up, close up. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. And appropriate because heart. Or or our classic. You I was going to say. <laughs> no, look around the world is what happens later. That's her, like, bandaging his wound. That's what that yes, is. Yes, yes, yeah. You can't make her a prom queen. She's a lady cog. Uh, so there's, like, a big fight, and then, like... This the, is the fight I said it, should be in the ride. Yeah, no, definitely. That would be the, the really cool part where they're like, we gotta get out of here, and they, like, whip you away, and then Kong catches up to you later. Yeah, yeah it'd be like the Jaws... <laughs> I yeah. guess we're describing no, yeah. the Jaws uh-huh. ride as I think about <laughs> yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, well, when it's good, you can rip it off. That's okay. Um, apparently, the new the new King Kong ride there is supposed to be pretty awesome, by the way. I don't know. Is it? At, I know there's one in California. I don't know if there's one. They replaced it in Florida. I thought they were, I thought they were putting them in both. Maybe I was wrong. Because I know the, the Florida one is now the mummy ride, like that space. Right, right, right. But I thought it went somewhere. Anyway, not that important. It's not a theme park podcast. Um, I, I mean, we could do one. Um, but this is where it gets very um, Jaws 3D when he's like, you can't like he Indiana Jones stops them from killing Kong so that and like lets him escape. 
And I was like, oh, it's just like the lady scientist, lady, lady marine biologist from Jaws 3D, where it's like, yeah, this is an amazing opportunity to study something, but also it's going to kill people because humans fucked shit up. Right. So, like, I guess the moral of the story is, like, stop fucking shit up, humans. Y- yeah. Like, yeah. you're ruining it yeah, th- for the th- rest of us. There's a conservation anti-military message in here somewhere if you really want to dig for oh, it. Oh, yeah. If you got a fine-tooth comb, because- you can... <laughs> I don't, need, I don't even need that fine tooth of a comb, to, a be, to be quite honest. A detangling comb? Yeah, because, like, 90 seconds later, John Ashton shows up, who I love as a fun character actor. He's probably my favorite part of the movie Midnight Run. Uh, he's also in Beverly Hills Cop, a couple a million other things. But he shows up as this, like, mustache-twirling military guy he, who's, like... He has the twirlingest mustache I've ever seen in a film. Yeah, but he's awesome. Like, it's so much, it's such a fun villain, but again, it doesn't make, like, all, so this movie has three distinct pieces of the apes in love, the human handlers of the apes falling in love, and then an insane military subplot where they're, like, trying to blow up the apes. And I was like, did we miss the, like, cartoon animation where Kong kills the military man's family and he watched from under the bed and now he's come to take revenge? (laughs) <laughs> yes, that's what it is. He's basically doing what Stephen Lang does in Avatar, where he just like grimaces and wants to kill all the blue people, except he grimaces and wants to kill all the apes. And just the giant one. Like, if he had been like a big, like, oh, I've got, I got three, you know, gorilla carcasses on my wall or whatever. I, I don't know. Would make more sense. But like, I was yes. like, why do you hate King Kong so much? Yeah, yeah I, you're right. He needs to be like the guy in Jumanji. Like he's like a big game yes. enthusiast, and like he he he's not military. He's just insane, and he wants to kill one of the Kongs as like a hunting trophy. That yes. is a way more interesting movie. Uh, on board for that. I think we also just described the original King Kong. Right? Kind of. Isn't that a character in that? Okay. Kind, well, it's the filmmaker. <laughs> I'm. I know they were because the Peter Jackson King Kong is like storyline wise pretty similar to the original, right? Yeah, I believe so. It's been a very long time since I've seen the original King Kong. Yeah, I've yeah, same here. But I've seen Peter Jackson's a couple times. Um, but I don't. Isn't, isn't there a big game hunter in the Jack Peter Jackson one? For some reason, that's I remember. There's, a, around there's, in my brain. there's a filmmaker, and there's Adrian Brody for no reason, and there's like uh m- like gun people. But I don't know that there's like a big game hunter. Okay. I could be wrong. Like that, that would wrong. be way more interesting. Yeah, I would, I would, I would like that much. But in any case, uh, John Ashton is really fun in this movie, and like he's oh, he insane. He's and enjoying it's, himself. It's, he adds a lot because he's really fun to watch. But it just doesn't make any damn sense. Um, and they don't explain why Linda Hamilton was not part of the recapture team, like the scientist who studied him for years. Yeah, was not in- involved. Yeah, why would you call her? Because she is a smart, strong lady who drives a truck, (laughs) which is a great Uh, She reminded me – it is. It actually reminded me a lot of um, uh, Star Trek IV way back in the original February. The woman who kind of gets involved with Kirk is a truck-driving scientist, which I thought was pretty fascinating. Uh, So I feel like – I don't know if she actually drives the truck, but um, uh, Laura Dern in Jurassic Park. She drives. I wasn't sure if she drives. I know she, yeah, I they she, all ride she, the, the Jeeps, but I didn't know who drove yeah. the Jeeps. She drives at some point in that movie. I would bet on that, I think. Mm-hmm. We talked a million times about scale being stupid in this movie, and I'm sorry to keep harping on this. but uh, So after the, the the King Kongs escape from this, this place, there's a scene where 
the there's a snake by the feet of King Kong, and then it kind of like kicks a snake away and and it, it leaves. But it, if the scale is correct, that snake would have been the anaconda yeah, from the right. movie Anaconda. I was gonna say that they do that, yeah, because he, he picks it up at one point and it like wraps itself around his hand, and I was like, Jesus yeah. Christ. That is a man eater. That's, <laughs> that is that is an elephant eater. Like the, the, they just don't do anything to give a shit about the scale of they things. They do like, later, and it's amazing because they have King Kong pick up what's what's actually called a caiman and looks like a tiny crocodile alligator. But they're yes, but yes, they're, yes. But yes. they have very big eyes, and so they—that's how you can tell them apart. Also, they're super tiny. So he picks up yeah. a tiny caiman out of the water. Then there's a close-up shot of a giant alligator snapping its jaws. Yes. Then it goes back yes. to the tiny caiman, and he breaks its neck. And I was like, guys, yeah. come on. I didn't know it was a different creature. I thought it was just like a baby alligator. Because no, when no, I've seen I, like nature footage of baby alligators, they do look kind of like that thing. So, oh, it could be that. I, I just assumed it was a caiman, but it very No, much... I didn't even know what that was, so that's cool. Yeah. I was like, come on. Like, do an ounce of work. <laughs> yeah it doesn't it's just so like it's just so bizarre that they didn't care about these things like they it's just so stupid like why just don't have the snake just, just don't, don't, don't do put that, that in the movie yeah just don't do that like it's so easy to not do that don't put the close-up scene of the crocodile in the movie we don't need yeah. that. yeah or get no, a crocodile it, that looks like the animal you're picking up yeah or have it pick up literally anything else like I just it's so goofy uh, so we cut to fake Indiana Jones and Linda Hamilton are, uh, trying to find them. They're, they're like searching through the jungle. Um, excuse me. They were driving the truck and now they're searching through the jungle and she pulls out this like weird metal case. And of course he has to be shitty about it. I'm like, oh, is that your makeup bag? Uh, uh I and roll. she's like, yeah. And she's like, uh, no, it's actually a heart monitor. You jackass. And, and an, so, uh, EKG is that the thing that does the shockies? Yeah. So yeah, it's apparently able to both monitor and record his heart data, as well as like give it mild electric shocks to help like fix it when it thumps out a rhythm. It's it's a very complicated piece of machinery that is about the size of a lunchbox. Yeah, it's very weird. Uh, and so they go traipsing through the the jungle, and because we haven't had an action beat in like twelve minutes, there's a really dumb scene where she falls through the bridge that they're walking on, and he has to like save her and pull her back just so they have that excuse to like, oh, these characters were in peril. Now when they bone down, you're gonna be like, well, I get it. They what? had some. They went through some stuff. And you missed the part where essentially they do the act two opener of Beauty and the Beast, where King Kong has a cut and Lady Kong is trying to fix him. And be like, oh, oh stop yeah. moving. And they're like nudging each other and being like, oh, you. Like, it's <laughs> very bad. <laughs> I don't I didn't need 20 minutes of the apes falling in love. I don't know. I didn't I didn't need any minutes of the apes falling in love. That's a stupid movie. Uh, so she falls in the water during this whole thing. And there's a like we've called these out a bunch of times. Like there's one in Swamp Thing where she's just topless for no reason whatsoever. Oh, the boobies later. Uh, and. No, no, but well, you didn't see her naked. Yeah, later in the in the tent, they fl- they show her nipples for like point oh two seconds. Oh, I did not, I did not notice her nipples, but uh, I did notice where she was like, "I'm all wet now, I have to change," and she turns her back to him and like takes her shirt off, and she's not wearing a bra, and she's just like standing there, and then it just like smash cuts away, and it's like, what was the point of that? Like, why why was that a scene in this movie? It's yeah, and they 
they stumble upon the apes and decide to like camp out. I don't know why. Like, why is that the first thought? Yeah, I, I would have assumed that the apes would be able to smell them. Apparently, they can smell pheromones from a mile away. These humans right, are like I twenty would not, feet. Yeah, and gross. Like if they've fallen into a river, that's not ideal ape situations. So they decide to camp out, and uh, Linda Hamilton gets in her sleeping bag, and then he's looking at her, and they make eyes at each other, and she unzips the sleeping bag completely and like throws it open, and I was like, she's. Fuck, no, she, she, I was like, she's fucking naked. God damn it. Yeah, yeah. Fully clothed. Like, not even, like, pajamas. <laughs> like, what she was wearing. <laughs> like, boots are still laced up. Yeah, it's it's like a high-waisted khaki short and uh, and a brown khaki shirt tied at the waist. Yeah, and the boots are still on. But, it's, hey, it's, why not? She looks like you took Lara, like Lara Dern's character in Jurassic Park was a video game character, and you can change the colors of her outfit. Like, yes, in Super, yes. like in Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, Dr. <laughs> Ellie Sattler. Bloop, 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 bloop. Blue, green, red, orange, blue, green. Yeah. Um, so they, they bone down because, sure, why not? We're primates, uh, and too. Then, uh, yeah. That's what she said. Yeah, yeah, she does say that. And then you see her nipples for real quick. I, I missed Linda Hamilton's nipples. For I no feel reason. Like I'm barely uh, you've out. seen Terminator Trip. No, you haven't, Mr. Nipples. <laughs> uh it's well it's been a long time uh but also uh i would put my on blast here because i love this story and it's relevant uh i apologize if i told this before when i was in college i was, a, it was my freshman year in college and i got a call one day in the middle of the day from my mom our mom sorry uh i got a call from our mom and she's like what are you up to and i was just like walking to class or something and so we were talking a little bit and describing my day and She's like, I was just watching Terminator. And I'm like, oh, that's fun. It's not as good as Terminator 2, but it's a fun movie. She's like, yeah, how old were you when I let you watch that? And I was like, I don't know, five, six, whatever. Because m- m- mom let me watch Terminator 2 like way before I should have appropriately been, you know, would have would have been appropriate, uh, you know, seven years old, something like that. It was a very, very violent movie. And she got really upset about the long sex scene in Terminator and the, fat, the thought that a decade earlier she had let me watch that. That's mom. And was just like totally flabbergasted by it. And I was like, oh, you are literally the definition of American right now. Like yep. literally the definition of American. Like, There's a couple nipples. Hell no. The Terminator shoots, un- breaks an entire bar of people into small pieces. Totally fine. The T-1000 puts a needle through a man's eyeball. Yes. Cool. Graphically. Cool. Graphically. On board. Uh, so we wake up from our night of bone zoning with both gorillas and the Hamilton uh, Jones uh, pairing. And there's just a bunch of choppers swooping in well, around the apes and spraying well, King chemicals. Kong left lady ape is alone. Oh, that's right. He goes, I guess to find food or something. Probably. Uh, who knows? The movie didn't say <laughs> the movie doesn't know. That's for sure. Why don't, why, why are we trying to answer the questions that they didn't answer? <laughs> yeah. That's what I feel like happens. That's the underlying, like the subtitle of this podcast. <laughs> Try answering, they had... the, answering the questions the movie didn't bother to. <laughs> uh, so she gets all sprayed with chemicals, and then they airlift her out of there, which again is fucking Magic. preposterous. They, a lot, they're like, so all of a sudden they're like, bring in the big chopper, the big bird. And it's a chopper that's got a big rectangular, you know, frame fly, like dangling beneath it. And like, get those yeah. nets around her. Make sure she's secure. And I was like, 
how is this happening? Like, what is the plan? <laughs> and then I thought we were going to get like four choppers, like one grabbing each limb. And oh, flying her that would have been four cool. choppers, which would have looked cool as hell. It would have been awesome. Um, but then they like smash cut to someone else and then go back to her being already up in the air, like wrapped up delicately in nets that are now attached to the metal frame. Like it was yeah. real hand wavy. <laughs> yeah but don't don't think about it too hard it's fine i'm it's gonna fine. need the in-between scenes right there <laughs> it was gulliver's travels with like essentially they her out <laughs> it was absolutely they lowered that frame to her and a bunch of dudes like scurried around tying knots to things and then there was some sad music as the apes looked at each other wistfully again yeah and that's the thing like the two couples in this movie and by the two couples i'm explicitly referring to linda hamilton and fake india jones and these two gorillas fall in love so fast like even by shitty 80s movie standards that we're used to they fall in love so fast yeah it takes like, 10 linda seconds hamilton, uh, linda hamilton and these dude have sex one time and then they're basically married well <laughs> that's the way god wants it that's the secret it's a it's a christian movie after all yeah and so they're airlifting her out king kong is standing up on a hill and once again it takes way too long for anyone to notice the building sized ape <laughs> and then there's a flash flood kind of and he throws himself off a cliff into the water and, like, that costume had to have been miserable soaking wet like that. Like, it's literally oh, in a pool. Oh, you can't even imagine. You like, can't even imagine It's got to be, like, dragging be. you down, like, heavy. And then uh, his head crushes into a rock, and the military guy's like, not even Kong could have survived that. And I was like, um, hand raise. I'm pretty sure he fell off the World Trade Center and was, like, still alive. So... Basically shrugged that off. If yeah. We're, uh, to, if the movie's Big old shoulder believe. shrugged that one. Uh, yeah, so don't think so, pal. Yeah. Uh, then we smash cut to them keeping Lady Kong in a missile silo and just dropping fruit at her. <laughs> it is pretty hilarious looking. It's like a, a garbage chute that they just <laughs> yeah. dump fruit down. Yeah. And uh, gorillas aren't herbivores, right? Definitely not. Okay, because it seems like they're like, whatever, she's a lady, give her fruit. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if nothing else, later in the movie, we watch King Kong eat a bunch of people. We do. So, that like, was great. <laughs> so, like, he's not hes not an herbivore. I assume she isn't yeah. also. But Linda Hamilton and her boss from forever ago are like, we have a letter from the Secretary of Defense telling us we can we can see and, like, test the animal. And the military guy's like, mm, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> like, it's like, hey... Th- your your boss's boss's boss said we could do it. And he's like, she's like, oh, let me go in there. Let me go in the cage and see her. He's like, no one goes in there. And I was like, on whose orders? What part of I have a letter from the Secretary of Defense sounds like you get to tell me what to do? Uh, well, he is a man and she is a woman. You did forget that. I just, I didn't. Well, she had a man with her. I no, it's fucking stupid. Uh, but again, it's just like a really great mustache twirler performance because, like, that's what you want from that guy. Like, he doesn't give a shit about the def- Department of Defense. He knows the best, and he's not going to let anyone see that damn dirty ape. Yeah, exactly. Um, I also realized that military vehicles are way too easy to steal in movies. <laughs> they all leave the keys in the ignition for some and then, reason. Like, all turn around at the same time. Like, all five yeah, people no, who got out of the Jeep just turn around and face away from it. 
<laughs> it's like in a video game where people like patrol the exact same area over and over yeah, again. Yeah, they so have their path and them. you can like time the yeah. path. Um, yeah. And that at this point, they decided it was necessary for fake Indiana Jones to go to Borneo for some reason and come back. And, like, tell us about it. So he's back now and, like, wants to see the Lady <laughs> Kong. It is literally a movie telling instead of showing. Yeah. Like, the definition of. is like, Borneo is great. How you doing, little Hamilton? Smooch, smooch, smooch. Just going to hold it. The sound, the sound you're hearing now is Andrew <laughs> breaking and reformatting his pop filter. I'm just going to hold it. <laughs> you can't put it back on the table? It broke? I, no, it didn't break. Oh. I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to screw it right. <laughs> That's what he said. Okay, and we're back. So this is where that alligator scene happens where they're, they're feeding her an alligator. And the other no, thing no, that Kong I like about it... Kong picks up an alligator. That, uh, sorry, yeah, sorry. Kong feeds himself an alligator. Uh, the other thing I like about it, too, is they do the back-and-forth cuts from, like, baby in a hand, full-size alligator, to real weird close-ups of toads that just look on in <laughs> just horror as he breaks it. <laughs> it's like they got the Budweiser frogs for three minutes to be like, oh, no, as he snaps an alligator in half and just, like, goes to town but, eating it. Frog, I think you're safe. Like, I don't you're think... Not, <laughs> you're basically an after-dinner mint for that thing. Like, yeah. get out of there. Go, you're not you're even fine. a snack. Uh, so Kong goes on the on the search for his lady. So there's a couple scenes in this movie where there's random cutaway uh, extra, like featured extras, basically. And one of them is these teenagers making out on the couch, and he's like whispering sweet nothings into this woman's ear. Mm-hmm. And then she looks up at the ceiling, or uh, he looks up at the ceiling. And King Kong is peering in through the skylight, almost like uh, the Mickey Mouse version of of Christmas Carol, where yes. Christmas <laughs> Christmas present like puts one eye up against the house and then like picks up the house, and it's just like King Kong straight up cockblocking, like he sees what they're doing and just like, well, I'm gonna watch this. Yeah, grabs a bowl of popcorn, like munch, munch, munch. Uh, so they frogs. shriek in terror. <laughs> yeah. They're all like looking on in terror, like no, no. Uh, so he just like interrupts this couple's makeout session and then moves on and has no purpose in the movie at all except to be funny. And it like um, revs up all the townsfolk. Yeah, and then and then, they and then it sh- turns into Jaws one. Just straight up the harbor scene from Jaws of like people getting in boats with guns. It's bananas. Why are they how, in a boat? How, Why are they in a boat? <laughs> how is that how you're gonna catch the monkey? What are we doing here? What are we doing? Also, don't remind me in your <laughs> shitty giant monster movie of the best giant monster movie of all time. Yeah, y- y'all done fucked up. <laughs> if you want to riff Jaws, riff Jaws 3. Yeah, that's a good... Or 4. Yeah, stay away from good Jaws. Uh, and then we he's walking through a ravine... Kong is walking through a ravine, and there's these like hillbilly redneck men, and they explode some dynamite. And all of a sudden, he's buried up to his neck. <laughs> they knock out the entire half of a canyon wall with, like, a very small amount of explosives. But I thought they were on the same plane as him. And then all of a sudden, he's just a head sticking out of the ground. So I was yeah. very confused by what happened in this, t- this TNT. <laughs> Imagine that King Kong Lives does yet another <laughs> bad thing of scale. Imagine my surprise. Hand wave. 
<laughs> uh, and then he breaks. They burn his face, and he breaks out of the sand pit and just kills for sport. Yeah, it's the best scene in the whole movie. He though. breaks a man in half, and then picks up the other one and bites just the top half, and is like, mm, "I'm a little full now. I'll just have half." <laughs> <laughs> and then he picks a chunk of something out of his teeth that looks like a backpack. Yeah, again, weird tone. Like, what happened? <laughs> so Linda Hamilton's like, I feel him nearby. Let me set up my thing. So she opens her, like, boop, boop case. And the guy's That's like... That's the perfect name for it, by the way. Yeah, the beep boop case. <laughs> it is It is literally a beep boop case. <laughs> yeah. And Indiana Jones is like... You know, Montana Smith. We'll call him Montana Smith. <laughs> I like it. And Montana Smith is like, how close do you have to be to get that thing to work? And she's like, really close. Um, and then Kong is too close and he grabs her and pulls her out of the way, but doesn't grab the case. And Kong, of course, steps and destroys the machine. So his heart is yep. just a time bomb now for himself. They, and only literally, himself. they literally put a ticking clock on the movie and it's the gorilla's heart is going to blow up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's speed in a gorilla. Oh my god! But then they see the dead body of the people. Wait, no, it's Crank. This is where the yes, idea from crank, crank came from. This, this is, crank. is Proto Crank. Oh my god! That they straight up stole it from this. Uh, Linda Hamilton is like, now you've killed, and there's gonna nothing's gonna stop them from killing you. And I was like, um, what happened to the helicopter in the first scene? <laughs> yeah. That he straight up slammed, he like volleyball (laughs) slam dunks. No, no, you spike. He volleyball spikes it to the ground. Like, uh, those people didn't have Kong bones. Those guys were super dead. Super, 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 duper dead. Crispy, like extra crispy pack. (laughs) But sure, no, sure. This is the first time. And then Kong steps on a a DeLorean and definitely bends the frame. It's it's actually not a DeLorean. It's like a... Ferrari or other cars had much nicer doors? car. Yeah, yeah, oh. Lamborghini, uh, and that's another one of the cutaways where like he crushes this sports car, and it cuts to two like jabroni dudes, and one's like, "My dad's gonna be so mad about this," and then we never see him again. I don't know why they throw in these stupid jokes. Yeah, like it just fucks with the tone of the movie because, the, like, at the heart of this, pardon the terrible pun there. I didn't do that ah. on purpose. I swear, this movie wants to be like a serious movie like it doesn't movie. feel yeah but it but it wants to it, like to me it feels like it wants to be taken seriously would you agree with that or no i, I think it it wanted to be but then it was like well i feel like it, well, i mean no it's it's fucking terrible Don't it wanted wrong, to but, but like, i feel like it read the script and was like mm, well that was a nice because i get the based on the music and stuff it feels like they wanted you to really be sad when these apes like get in peril i think so i don't know why but i think i think so Right, right. So uh, this, the, when he crushes the car, is part of this long scene of like green screen and King Kong stomping through a place, which is like the one thing I wanted in this movie. And even that is, I not can't very even satisfying. enjoy it because it's so in the weeds here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the general is driving to kill Kong, and one of his like subordinates is like, "Hey, the Secretary of Defense called again and said, make sure you don't kill it." And he's like, <laughs> he's like, "Well, I can't hear him right now." Go on. And I was like, <laughs> holy shit, what happened with Captain Ahab here? It's it's pretty spectacular. Uh, so Linda Hamilton and Montana Smith are doing their best to break Lady Kong out of the and silo Linda, that she's Linda Hamilton in. goes, oh, she's pregnant. And I was like, when did we learn this? 
was it just <laughs> that now? moment of the movie yes was it just that was now? the moment yes yes and that's the franchise thing we alluded to earlier like this clearly wanted to be followed by son of kong like that's 100 percent what the next thing would have been well apparently um they wanted to do a cartoon spinoff called oh my god called kid kong Oh, I where, read about this. Where King Kong, or his son can change his size at will, and uh, the Coconautilus is his submarine made of coconuts and bamboo. Yeah, I would watch every episode of that. I, like would, if you- I would have watched the fuck out of that show. It would have come on between Beetlejuice, the cartoon show, and Chipmunks. If you were able to time capsule me a show from 1985, and it was that... I, that there is nothing better than that. There's literally no thing you could give me as a gift. It's like you didn't know this existed, but it's the the cartoon sequel to King Kong where he's his son can change his shape at will. Please and thank you, and I will have all of those bonus features as well. Yes, sign me up. <laughs> Animatics for season two. Why? Yes, I would like to see those because you canceled the show after the first season, <laughs> rightfully because it's the worst idea anyone's ever had. Yes, thank you. I would like to hear interviews with the cast who think this show was much better than it actually was. And are very deeply wrong about that fact. Yes, please. Um, so they go, they like knock out the military men and go to raise the military, the bottom of the silo so that she can escape. And then yeah. one of the military men is like, no, and like cancels it. And it's weird because there's the panel inside the silo that they use to push it up and open the open the top but then there's a panel in the room that the military men can use. So like, w- w- there's not one like one panel doesn't trump the other one. Yeah, I don't I don't understand how the, the it is a weird setup that you could just be like open close open close open and close in two it. separate rooms. Yeah, and you then, absolutely would break it as the roof is closing again and Lady Kong is distraught. King Kong Superman's his way in there and breaks yep. the concrete because he's impervious now. Well, this is the thing like. One, we're clearly playing by crank rules at this point of the game, yeah. where he's just yes, like, "Whatever, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, expendable." But if he can do all this punching of concrete, why can't she? They're equally sized. I, I don't know. It's just so dumb. Like, <laughs> like if you're gonna put two King Kongs in a movie, there needs to be a scene where two King Kongs punch the shit out of some stuff. Like, do that. Like back to back. That's what I want. Yeah, yeah. Like they're punching helicopters together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they escape, and again with the random cutaways. Lady Kong a- takes Montana Smith with her. She does, which which is the continuation of my dream, you know, uh, gender flopped version of King Kong. But then they're in the background of like a barn party with a bunch of very ridiculous hillbilly, hillbilly stereotypes, where like a dude with a beard down to his knees is like, Jethro, is that you? I haven't seen you in 900 years. Give me a drop of your moonshine. And then the Jethro's response is like, you never know who's going to show up to one of these. And, and again, then, like, it takes too back. long to notice the giant apes. Like they're the size of buildings. <laughs> the ground should shake when they walk like a T-Rex. <laughs> the ground would... We yes, clearly they're the same size as the T Rex that make that water jiggle in Jurassic Park. Follow the rules. And then there's a then the Lady Kong's is in labor, um, which I don't know how long gorilla gestation is, but I <laughs> apparently it's very it's short. Three months. And <laughs> if that and she's like doing it's again frustrating because like I was like, this is definitely not how gorillas give birth, but this is super how humans give birth. 
<laughs> she's like doing Lamaze breathing and like moaning in pain of like labor. I would I would bet gorilla birth is closer to humans than any other animal. I would think, but it, it that was just human birth. Like that well, I mean, yeah. That looks I, like yes, it was it was Catherine yeah. Heigel and knocked up. <laughs> right down to screaming obscenities at King Kong like, You did this to me! Yes. You son of a bitch. Um but King Kong goes. But it's a... all in gorilla, <laughs> yes. so it's just <laughs> Sorry, sorry. King Kong goes on a rampage to defend her because uh, Ahab is like, no, kill the beast. Or Gaston. <laughs> Which is, uh, yeah. Gaston yeah. Ahab. Yeah, Gaston Ahab. Yeah, is just like, kill the beast. And so he goes on a rampage and just smashes up the cars and kills all the people until Ahab is left. And I was like, he is not surviving. Like, he cannot survive yeah. this, right? Yeah, exactly. I, like, I was... It, I was going to be really upset if King Kong like turned the other cheek and didn't kill this guy. And then he crushes him so that his legs are sticking out of the ground vertically. <laughs> it's it's really satisfying. He curls his fist and just like smashes him like like you would, you know, smash down a like a like a Play-Doh creation of yours where you're just like, "Bah!" That's what it looks like. And his legs are just sticking out of the ground. What? Okay. <laughs> he basically smashes him so hard he planted him. Yeah, he planted him like a tree. <laughs> yeah. And then Lady Kong gives birth and King Kong is dying and they talk to her and she understands them because sure. Yeah, yeah. and Linda Hamilton's like, reach for your baby and he does it. Sure. And I, it's got... I'm here now, it, whatever. You got me here to watch this movie. <laughs> Go for it's it. It's almost <laughs> over, right? Like, you know, you're getting ready to get out of the theater at that point. You're like, I, yep, you're, I get it. I, I'm out of popcorn. popcorn. I just... Boxes. Yeah. Um, and the music here is like obscenely like you know we made jokes about it before with the titanic but it basically is the titanic pan flutes like playing under this scene it's so ridiculous um so the movie ends and they take lady kong or they take lady kong to borneo and give her a place to live and the movie ends and the top two build the top two build actors in the movie are king kong and lady kong like number one and number two in the credits are King Kong and Lady Kong. It's amazing. That's hilarious that they were. Like, <laughs> it says King Kong and then Lady Kong and then Linda Hamilton. She got third build after the gorillas. <laughs> I cannot. Like you need that. to, you need to fire your agent if you're getting third build after gorillas. Not even real gorillas, humans in gorilla right. suits. <laughs> you. You need a, a much, much better agent, 1986 Linda Hamilton. Get on that. And uh, yeah, so that's, mercifully, this movie is over. Yes. It's actually not too... I mean, it's like 95 minutes. It's really not not yeah, terribly long. It's, it's it's short, which is my favorite part about a bad movie. Um, but it just... I don't know. It was so weird, and there's so little explanation for anything. <laughs> I feel like... There's a really deliriously entertaining bad movie hidden in here somewhere that, like, it wouldn't be good, but it would be, like, a, a revered classic of bad movie dumb with just a few changes. I think so. Um, well, I think the Razzie, some stuff the Razzie guy says this is one of his favorite bad movies. Yeah, I, I, um, I enjoyed this a lot more than I thought I would based on the beginning because I was like, if this is a 90-minute surgical drama, I'm going to kill myself. Like, I can't do that. Um, but I did, I did like this. I, I would recommend watching this. Um, it's, it's stupid as hell and you're yeah. going to want your fast forward button a little bit, but I would recommend knowing that it's not going to make sense the whole time. It's going to, it's going to feel like you should know something, but you don't. 
Yeah, no, you're going to get very little logic in in this movie, but it is pretty entertaining. And um, the scenes of King Kong, like, doing damage were really fun. Like, him killing those rednecks is great. At least go to YouTube and find that scene because it's awesome. Uh, I I wouldn't recommend paying the gobsmackingly high DVD price for this on Amazon, which is, like, 20-some dollars because that's preposterous. But if you can find it, this is worth your time, I think. I I, I enjoyed this one quite a bit. Yeah, for sure. I haven't seen the the new King Kong, but... uh, Reviews look solid so far. So yeah, that's kind of my cool. friends who've seen it seem to enjoy it. Uh, and just a general PSA, folks: uh, if you haven't seen Get Out yet, go see it. <laughs> it's amazing. It has nothing to do with anything. I'm just telling you, I like that movie so much that I'm telling you all you should take the time to go see it because it's just fucking good. It's really good. See it in a theater with lots of people. That really added to the experience. It's a fun, awesome, dope movie. It's not that fun. I mean, it's fun. It's sort of fun, but it's just great. Like, go see Get Out, please. Thank you. That has been my advertisement for Get Out for no dollars. Um, that's how much I like it. I'm just like, it's just people should see it. Do you have any final, any other King Kong thoughts? Uh, no, I think I made them all pretty clear. <sighs> okay. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to the show. If you want more from us, check out dissectingthe80s.com. We're also on Facebook and Instagram at dissectingthe80s and on Twitter, slightly different, at dissectomania. We would love to hear from you. You can send us an email at dissectingthe80s at gmail.com. We can also be reached on the phone at 856-D-I-S-S-E-C-T. And um, most importantly, we need something from you. Very important. Um, King Kong needed a heart. We just need you to review our podcast on iTunes or wherever you get it. It doesn't take you very long, but it really means the world to us. So if you could take the time to give us the transplant of your review, it would mean so much. Also, King Kong never had a surgery scar now that I think about it. Nope, super didn't. No, not. He's up and running around like his heart, his chest didn't have a hole in it for a whole movie. Well, that's a bonus content for you that stuck around to the end. One additional, one additional final joke. Uh, why don't you tell the folks what we're doing next time? Next, we will be dissecting the classic film, The Wizard, which I defo rented from the library more than once. <laughs> uh, we're, we're celebrating the release of a new Nintendo system with perhaps their worst peripheral of all time, the Power Glove. Uh, thank you all again for listening. I have been Trip Lano. I am always Andrew Lano. And until next time, don't you forget about me. Dissecting the 80s is a chum sum of this production. Ow.